Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica. I am your host and creator, and I am so thrilled to say this is our two-year anniversary episode, also episode 100. Feeling very excited about this. Cannot believe that I'm two years into the creation of this show, and I'm going to be real with you. I've been thinking about creating a compilation episode for a long time now where I compile the kids' yoga gems that I have at the end of every single episode. If you've listened before, you know I always ask my guests for a kids' yoga gem, or if it's a parenting expert, I'll ask for just a gem about working with children. And the question is always, what would be your one biggest piece of advice to give to someone working with children or teaching yoga with children. And now I've compiled so many of those gems and I've been thinking, oh, it would be so amazing if I edited an episode where I get all those gems in one episode. Well, guess what? I don't have time. I had a baby six weeks ago. I've got two older children. And listen, even if you don't have kids, we're all busy, right? We have so much going on in our lives and we're still in a global pandemic. So there's that. Um, So I'm being real with you. I simply don't have the bandwidth or time to create that episode. So do you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to practice my yoga, be honest and real and kind and compassionate to myself. And I'm still going to offer you those gems, but it's going to be me talking instead of all of the wonderful guests I've had. And I'm going to tell you the episode that some of my favorite gems come from. So if you haven't listened to it before, you could go back in the library of 100 episodes and you could give it a listen. Or even if you want to hear some of these pieces of advice, go to any episode and just like go to the last five minutes and you're going to get these little tidbits of wisdom or gems as I call them. And what I did was I compiled these gems and realized there are a lot of themes here that get repeated. So I'm going to go by theme and give you some words of wisdom. And I hope by listening to this episode, you leave feeling inspired and like you're on the right path and that you have some new ideas to work with. Or maybe you notice, oh, I've been doing that. And it's like giving yourself the reinforcement that you are on the right path and doing the right work. And maybe it's giving you new language for something you're already doing. 
Before I dive in, I just want to say one more time, two-year anniversary! I'm so proud of myself for starting this and continuing it, and I'm proud of you for being here and for doing this work and for supporting each other, and happy anniversary to us! Okay, so let's dive into some gems. One of the biggest themes I see in my conversations with kids yoga professionals from all around the world is this concept of patience and trusting the process. And remembering that when we are sharing yoga and mindfulness to children, we are planting seeds for the future. Now this comes back to the very first yoga sutra, which is yoga is now. Yoga is seeing what is in front of us at this very moment. So as I shared, what's in front of me at this very moment is not an edited perfect episode um, that I compile of all of the episodes I've done before. But in this very moment, what I'm capable of is offering you the, the gems in a different form, which is through me sharing them. So when we're teaching kids yoga for this reason, staying present, it's not a results-oriented field. So when I was teaching dance classes to children, for example, it was very much about the result of the performance at the end of the year. There is a lot of merit to that, and there's a lot children learn from results-oriented activities. Yoga, however, is not that. So we're teaching children to the best of our ability, we're in the moment, and we need to trust that in time, the seeds we are planting are going to blossom and grow in their own unique way. If you've been teaching long enough, you're going to start to randomly see these results when you least expect them, and that's going to refuel you and excite you. So for example, having a child say to you, hey, the other night I couldn't fall asleep, and so I did some of my balloon breathing, and it really helped. And you're like, oh, that's it. You know, they, they understand. They applied it to their life. Or, for example, my friend Lauren Chadoff, who owns Yogi Beans, she's been teaching so long that she now has kids. She started teaching very young, who are now teenagers, who are applying their yoga in their lives. And she's talking to some kids who she taught way back, and they're saying, hey, I still think of what I learned with you, and I've been applying it you know, in these ways and in, in my college searches or in the sports I'm playing and I apply the yoga towards that. How gratifying is that to know that there's the potential for that? However, that's not what we're, why we're doing what we do because we're not going to necessarily see these results all the time or hear from our former children. We have to trust the process and know that the seeds we are planting are very powerful and they are going to grow at some point in some way in children's lives. So every single kid's yoga teacher has a story like this where they felt like, oh, a child wasn't really enjoying the class or um, wasn't really engaging in the class. And then weeks, months, years later, they learn that, oh, actually, this, the class really impacted that child. So this even happens on a small scale with toddlers where they'll come to class and they'll maybe just stare the whole time and not do anything. And the parent will say, 
hey, my kid's not doing anything in class, but then we go home and they're doing down dog and they're doing cat and cow pose. And I'm like, yes, exactly. So they're they're taking in way more than we can ever understand. So the big advice here is release the need to see the fruits of your labor in the moment and trust that what you're doing now is more than enough. And a few of my guests have said this in different ways. For example, Marissa Goulborn, who was my first ever interview, that's episode three, she said, remember, you might not see the results immediately. You might see them years later, but do not get discouraged. Just trust the process. How beautiful is that? And I also like how Mimi Felton put it in episode 25, where she said, just have fun. Give kids the space that they need to grow, to thrive, to just be. The world has gotten so fast. Create a little space for them where they can just learn to practice peace. Learning peace resides within them and peace is all around them. And they have the power to create it, to keep it, to share it. They have that voice. They are our future. Chills. I love that. I love that reminder of giving children the power to find the peace that is already within them. So this main gem theme, as I said, it's patience, it's knowing and trusting that what you're doing is very empowering for children and it might not come out in ways that you would expect. Another common theme that I've seen in the kids' yoga gems that my guests have offered us is meeting children where they are. So an important part of teaching yoga to kids is practicing yoga yourself. So yoga is ultimately an invitation to be here now without any judgment. When we teach children things are very unpredictable and rarely if ever, go as we planned. So that's kind of the beauty of it. When you teach more and more, you start to see that beauty of coming in with an idea and a lesson plan and then letting it go and letting the present moment unfold in front of you and being able to be in that moment with the children. So if we're present for the children and we're present in our bodies and in ourselves, then that's yoga in action. So a few guests have put this so beautifully. In episode 10, Lauren Chadoff of Yogi Bean said, what you resist persists. And I think that's for life too. Go with the energy that's in front of you. Yoga is now. It's the first yoga sutra. So that's a big one in kids yoga. Go with the energy in front of you. So the example I always give is you might have this lesson plan that's all about meditation and slowing down and being present in the moment, for example. And then maybe you come into the room and you're like, oh, wow, these kids have a lot of pent up energy that they need to get out. Maybe I will put my lesson plan aside for now. I'm going to do some more high energy games, help them get this energy out. And then maybe at the end of class, I'll be able to tie this back into what I was planning to teach. But for right now, to try to force them to go slow and meditate is not the best idea because that's not where they are. So noticing what's in front of you. And Betty Lorea in episode 12, 
she also talked about being present with children. She said, be fully present and flexible in terms of adapting to the energy of the room. Be able to read and pick up on the energy of the kids and go with the flow. When you're there, be fully there and make sure your energy is clear. And once you're in the room, allow this process of co-creating the class with the children. How beautiful is that, this concept of co-creating? So that's something else I love about kids yoga. We're not going into the room saying, I'm the teacher, you're the children, you listen to me, you know, I know everything. That's totally not what it's about. It's about going in and being a confident leader. So yes, you are leading the class and guiding the class, but you're also co-creating it with the kids. You're allowing their input. If they have an idea in a time when it's appropriate for them to offer an idea and you can implement it, go for it. Do you know how empowering that is for a child to say like, you know, I have this idea for this pose and then you, the whole class tries that pose and they're thinking, wow, something I said they listened to and they applied it to the class. And do you know what a confidence builder that could be for kids? We're in such a unique position as kids yoga teachers to be able to let kids use their voice and to be able to make it a part of the environment we're in. So remember this, being present, meet the children where they are, really scan the room, notice what the energy of the room is that day and be there with them completely. Another theme that I see over and over again is this idea, which I kind of referenced already, which is make a plan, let it go. So you don't want to go into a class with zero idea of what you want to be doing that day, right? You want to come in with a focus and an idea, and depending on your personality, how long you've been teaching, where you're teaching, how long you've been teaching that particular age group or class or group, there's different levels of planning involved, right? And you wanna go in feeling your best. So for me personally, I like to have my, my notebook, that's all my kids' yoga plans, and I might write out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ideas of, you know, here's how we're gonna start, this is what we're gonna do next, here's our breathing exercise, here's some games we're gonna do, here are the poses we're gonna do, but then I'll go into the room, and if, if a certain pose isn't going well, or if, the kids have a ton of energy to begin with, maybe I'll, I'll shift a little, I'll move the breathing to later in the class. Or if a child brings up something really exciting in the theme, maybe I'll incorporate that into the meditation we do later. So come in with a plan, let it go. So a few ways that guests have put this, Margot Harris, who is the author of Cookie Doga and the owner of Calm Cookie Kids Yoga, she, in episode 13, said, be prepared, but prepare to let go. Create your plans, find a great training, draft your ideas, read, talk to professionals, practice, 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 and then be prepared to let it all go. So true. I love that so much. And Susan Verde, in her episode, which was episode 72, she said, you have your class plan and structure of the way you want things to be, but then just let it go. Whatever happens, happens. The experience is the experience. And just as you wouldn't want the kids to be hard on themselves about any of it, 
don't be hard on yourself about any of it because it will never go as expected. Be able to treat yourself with the kindness of the experience in the same way you would your children and your students. Love that so much. So that's like a deeper element to this concept, which is you go in, class doesn't go out as you expected, and then class ends. And what do we do about that? Sometimes it doesn't go as you expected and it went really great and you're super happy and fulfilled. Sometimes it goes the opposite way where you're like, oh, I feel like I never really had a good handle of the room. It was chaotic and I just don't feel like I was my best. Guess what? It's okay. Let it go. Classes aren't going to be perfect ever. And an idea that I really like to go back to, I once had a, a teacher say to me, you know, if I don't take personal credit for my really good classes, I also don't have to take personal credit for my really bad classes. So it's like this idea of like taking ourselves too seriously. Like if we're patting ourselves on the back, like, oh, that was such a great class. I'm such a good teacher. Well, what happens when it doesn't so go so great? Are we saying, oh, that was such a bad class. I'm such a bad teacher. We don't have to take it so seriously. We're going to have good classes, bad classes, and most of them are going to be somewhere in between. But offering yourself that kindness that Susan talked about, so, so important. Okay, finally, the last theme that I'm going to talk about on this special two-year anniversary episode, it's about authenticity in your teaching, finding your voice, finding who you are as a kid's yoga teacher. We're not all going to teach the same, nor should we. That would be extremely boring. So you come as yourself completely. And guess what? That's going to take time. It's going to take time to find your own voice. Because when you first start teaching, you're probably watching other teachers. You're doing a teacher training. You're reading about teaching. You're maybe listening to this podcast and listening to other teachers. And you're thinking, okay, maybe I should do it that way. Well, you have to try things out. You have to try out different styles. But for example, if you feel like, oh, to be a kid's yoga teacher, I have to be super calm and you're not that's not who you are. If you're super energetic, don't show up trying to act like a kid's yoga teacher. Show up as yourself. So that energy you have is going to be fantastic for the children, and you're going to apply that. And something I hear all the time, and I notice, of course, is that kids, they can sense when you're not being authentic, right? They're like, something's off, Mm -mm. And they're not going to have any of that. So even if you come in feeling like you need to teach a certain way, the kids are going to quickly remind you like, no, 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 we don't buy it. So show up as yourself. I show up as, I would say, a calmer presence because that's who I am in my teaching. And that's who I am in my life. It's interesting. Like, I always say, I, I know I come across as this, a very calm person and people will comment, oh, your voice is it's so calming. And I actually have so much inner struggle and my inner voice is very much the opposite of that often. So it's so interesting how often we teach what we need to learn the most. Um, so show up as you and you're going to have children that really relate to you, okay, in that class. So it takes time and offer yourself that same kindness we talked about in finding your voice. So other people put this so much better <laughs> than I am. Jody Golda Commator, who was on the podcast, episode 14, 
She said, follow your heart. Do you. It's good to do market research and see what else is out there, but really create from your authentic self. And that is magnetic. So this comes to a different level of authenticity, which is if you're creating your own business, feeling like, oh, I have to create it to look like that business or this or this structure, finding your own voice, your own authenticity. And like Jody said, there's a balance. You're not going to just completely ignore you know, what's going on in the kids yoga industry. Um, but you learn about it, you see what's happening. Then you come to that quiet voice inside and you share yourself and your voice, because guess what? No one's shared it that way before. And one other gem I want to share in this theme from Abigail Wilbur, episode 52, she said, embody what you teach. Part of it is practicing what you teach, but really be your authentic self and let that shine through because kids learn by what you do and how you show up and less about what you say. Be clear on your intentions and be your authentic self. Thank you, Abby. I love that so much. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this two-year anniversary episode. And my wish for you is that you got some fresh inspiration from hearing these quotes from different guests. And maybe you'll go back and listen to one of those episodes Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'm really excited for the Kids Yoga Podcast in 2022 and connecting with more kids yoga professionals from around the world. And that's it. In gratitude. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to support the Kids Yoga Podcast, here are a few ways you can do that visit www.thekidsyogapodcast.com. Here you'll see a link to my Patreon page, and you will see different monthly subscriptions, which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because it just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.